0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yeah.
1: I don't, I don't you on me. It's time to get it check, boy. You on the sideline, you ain't made the headlines, now it's time to reject, boy. You bittin' on me? What's the topic of discussion? What we talking about? Take your best shot, I'ma take the last shot, I'm Jordan in the clutch, boy. You bittin' on me? It's time to get a check, boy. You want the sideline, you ain't made the headlines, now it's time to reject, boy. You bittin' on me? What's the topic of discussion? What we talking about?
0: All righty, guys, that was Pull Up Tay on the intro, and we are back for another episode of the Auto Bed. It is March. It is the month of madness, and today we got a special, special March Madness episode just for you guys. We're going to go through the bracket. Today we we have real games going on today, not playing games. We have real first-round games going on in the NCAA tournament. So it's only right that me and Drew, go through our bracket, give you our picks. You know, this being a mid-major podcast, you know, we're going to give you a lot of upsets, man. We're going to talk about, you know, a lot of the little guys and um, get you guys ready for this tournament that is said to be pandemonium. So, Drew, man, how you feeling, man? I'm feeling great. You know, last night's games were amazing. You know, all four of those games were closely contested. Two of those games were decided by one point. And then the last one, you know, um, UCLA, Michigan State, ended up going in overtime, man. So, I think that really, you know, set the tone for the wrestling tournament. Um it's gonna be some amazing games and I'm looking forward to today's action. For sure, man. So we can go ahead and get right into it, man. I mean, obviously every year um there are a bunch of upsets um in in March. So I want you to give me your three upsets that are most likely to happen. Um these don't gotta be mid-majors, I know you, you know, like like a few of the other teams, you know, but give me give, give me your three upsets that are most likely to happen in your bracket. For sure, man. I think um First of all, I got to mention, I think it was going to be Ohio over Virginia. Um, it's, a, it's, it's a 13-4. Um, and I think that the thing that is making this upset most attractive is the fact that Virginia obviously had that COVID pause in the ACC tournament. And um, as we know, man, when it comes to these COVID pauses, those can be brutal uh, for teams. You know, they, they I believe they didn't get to Indy until, I believe, uh, like Thursday, I want to say. Uh, they didn't get to Indy, and then I think they have like, a practice or two, and then I think they're slated to play uh, on Saturday, I want to say. They, they got um, to Indy Friday. They're playing Saturday, and they're going to have a practice Saturday morning. Yeah, so, I mean, and, uh, I, I, so, I mean, you you get there Friday. You play the next day. I mean, that's tough. That's tough to to to, to deal with for a team in Ohio who's coming off a cover tournament championship. They have a guy in Jason Preston who, you know, is, is a star in and of itself. So, um, I just don't like Virginia's chances uh coming in and playing against Ohio. So that's the first one I have circled on my list. Uh, the second upset that I have is going to be UC Santa Barbara over Creighton. And um I think for me this one was just kind of a, a recency bias thing. The last time I saw Creighton, they're getting smacked by 30 points in the Biggie Championship by Georgetown. Um I just didn't like the way that, that they looked. I think UC Santa Barbara is playing great, great great basketball right now. Um, I mean they they've won 18 out of the last 19 games. Um, the company, obviously, they won the college tournament to, to get into the big dance. And um, I think that, that, that they're the, the, the better team. I think that they're going to be creating and move on to the next round. Um, and then the last upset that I have is not a major upset, but, um, you know, speaking of that creating, that creating team that I believe is going to lose to Santa Barbara on the team who beat them in that Big East Championship by 30 points is another upset that I am picking, and that's the Georgetown Hoyas. I had them beating Colorado um, I think that the Hoyas are playing their best basketball of the year right now. I think that, you know, they're defending and they're playing with a lot of confidence. You know, they're pretty much playing with house money. You know, they, they weren't supposed to be in the NCAA tournament. Um, nobody, obviously, they weren't, they were nowhere near getting an at-large bid. Uh, the only way in was to win the Big East tournament. They go in, they win four games in a row. And I think they're just playing with a lot of confidence, man. And I think it's, it's dangerous when you have an underseated team like Georgetown playing with house money, knowing they have nothing to lose. So, um, and again, man, last time we saw Colorado, they they, they lost in that um, in that Pac-12 title game to Oregon State. So I think that Joe Shyan is just playing better basketball right now. So those are my three upsets that I picked. Up. For sure, man. You know, I'm I'm, I'm not mad at your picks, man. You know, I lo- I love uh, I love UCSB over Creighton. I love Ohio over Virginia uh, for the reasons that you mentioned, uh, especially with Creighton, not not playing well right now. Head coach, you know, obviously everything's going, going on with him with the. The racial slurs are – not racial slurs, but with the, with the words um, that he used after his game and being suspended and all that nonsense. And then, obviously, the COVID pause. Um, I mean, excuse me. And then just, you know, not not, not, not playing well coming into the tournament, you know, having get gotten drugged in the Big East final. And then with um, Virginia, that COVID pause is mean, man. And then, uh, obviously, going up against Jason Preston Ohio, it does not help it at all. You know, Jason Preston, for those who don't know, we talked about him on this podcast. He's, a, he's an NBA player. Um, you guys are going to get introduced to him in this tournament. So make sure you guys stay tuned to those games. And then, you know, I, I don't think Georgetown is being is being Colorado, but hey, you know, I, I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you, you know, live with that one. Uh, my upsets are going to be these three. Um, I'm going to take North Texas over Purdue. Uh, that That's a 13-4 uh, right there. I really like this North Texas team. Um, they have size. They're athletic. they out of Conference USA. They beat Western Kentucky in the Conference USA final. I um, mean, one thing that we know a lot of these mid-major schools that it takes to win in March, you have to be old, man. And four of these guys' top five scorers are seniors. The fifth one that's not a senior is a junior. So they're old, man. We know old wins in college basketball, man. Um, JVR Hamlin is a star. He's averaging about 15, five assists, and about four rebounds a game. Uh, they have four guys that average double figures, so they can, you know, they, they, they can put up points. Like I said, they have some size, um, and they're an old team, man. And we know. Um, you know, with, with, with these a lot of these Cinderella teams we've seen in the past, um, you know, you, you need seniors, you need guys that are old that have been there, that have done that in college basketball. So, um, I think that that that's thirteen for that I personally like Purdue is very good, um, but I just think, you know, when you look when you look at this bracket, um, I think there are a few teams that match up really well with, with the teams that they're playing, and I think North Texas is one of those teams. So, I'm going to go with North Texas over Purdue. The second one I'm going to go, I'm I'm not too sure about this one, you know, but uh, I'm going to pick a a 15-2 here, and I'm going to go Cleveland State over Houston. Um, Now, this this is more so, more to do with with Cleveland State. I mean, this is more to do with Houston than it has to do with Cleveland State. Um, Obviously, Kevin Sampson is an amazing coach, um, but Cleveland State has a great coach as well, and uh, Dennis Gates. Uh, He's a star in year two. completely turned that Cleveland State program around. But with Houston, man, obviously, you know, you you've got Quentin Grimes um, really, really good. You've got Giroux, Um, Both of those guys can score. But, you know, I, I just think this Houston team is really inconsistent. They haven't really played um, that many great teams this year, obviously coming out of the American Conference. Um, obviously, they had, they had a loss to Wichita. They had a really bad loss to ECU late in the season as well. And, you know, I just I just I just don't know which Houston team is gonna show up in the NCAA tournament, man. Um they're they're a team talented team. When they're great, they're really great. They're a great def- defensive team, but offensively, sometimes I just don't know um where their points are gonna come from outside of you know Jureau and Quentin Grime, man. They're a team that, you know, crashed the glass um and they defend really well, but you know, are they gonna be able to put up enough points is the biggest question that I have with them. Um, and like I said, Cleveland State is a team out of the Horizon League. They've been playing extremely well all year. I don't know if that, that, that matchup was necessarily likely to happen, but you know, hey, I'm I'm picking some upsets this March because the coronavirus has caused pandemonium all year. Converse tournaments have been crazy all year, so I think I'm going to go with a 15-2 this year. You know, and, and pick Cleveland State to beat Houston in that in that in that one. And the last one that I'm going to go with um, is one that me and you have talked at length with. This, uh, this this week, Drew. And I'm taking Liberty over Oklahoma State. We've had Darius McGee on our podcast, you know, Liberty Flames, uh, best player, the a player of the year. Um, another, another team, man, they, they're they old, they're experienced, and they have, that program has pedigree, man. Obviously, the last time we had an NCAA tournament, Liberty was able to beat – they were in a 13-4 game, and they were able to beat Mississippi State Um, in that tournament in 2019. You know, they've already, they've already beaten two SEC teams this year. They've beaten – South Carolina, and Mississippi State this year. Um, They're playing Oklahoma State, who was a star on Cade Cunningham. Um, Avery Adams has played well. But those two are really the only two on that team. When when you're talking about, you know, offense, and Avery Adams – excuse me, Avery Anderson, excuse me, has played well as of late. Um, But I I just don't know. Liberty plays that pack line defense, you know, similar to what Virginia played. Obviously, Coach Coach Richie McKay came from Virginia, um, from from that staff under Tony Bennett. And Liberty plays a similar – Pack line defense where they don't really allow you to get downhill, don't really allow you to get in the paint. Um, and I, I think the, the the pedigree, excuse me, of Liberty um, and the way that that they defend um, will cause some problems for Oklahoma State. Um, and I, I think Liberty's going to beat Oklahoma State, man, in that thirteen four game. So, those are little three upsets that I find most likely to happen um, in the, in this first round. Um, so, those are the ones that I'm going with. Okay, I mean, yeah, I think you I think you completely lost your marbles with that, uh, you know, with that Liberty over Oklahoma State one. Um, I love Liberty. They had they've had a great season. I was a shout out to my guy, Darius McGee, man, you know, Absolute no disrespect. You know, I wanna I'm not taking them though, um, to beat Oklahoma State. I think that Kay Cunningham is going to carry his Oklahoma State team all the way to the sweet sixteen. So, um I, I think you pretty much pencil them in. Um and de- definitely in that in that first round matchup. Over there, I think he's going to be too much for those guys uh, to handle. So, you know, but we'll see. I also like Oklahoma State over Tennessee in that next round. But you know, I think uh, I think there's something to be said about having having that star power in, in Kate Cunningham Cunningham around this time of year. You know, but um, we kind of mentioned this a little bit thus far. But in 2019, the 2019 tournament two years ago, uh, we saw three 12 seeds advance over the five seeds. So, um, give me two upsets that you think are most likely to happen in that 12 five. Yeah, but you, you mentioned one of them, and that's UC Santa Barbara over Creighton. Oh, I think I think that's the perfect storm for UC Santa Barbara. Uh, I, I think you know obviously they're they a really really good team. And you know, Linden with you know high major transfers on that roster, so they're not gonna they're not gonna be um, they're not gonna be intimidated um, by Creighton at all. Um, and obviously, you like you said, Creighton's not not really playing well right now. Also, you know obviously Santa Barbara, you know got three guys. They're averaging double figures, man. Obviously led by Ja'Cory McLaughlin, you know, who, who's, who's averaging about 16 points and five assists, um, averaging shooting almost 50 percent from the floor. You know, I mean, those, those guys are loaded, um, and I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick that that as the as the one. Obviously, he started his career at Oregon State, um, and now is obviously at UC Santa Barbara. Um, so he he's he's a high major player. Um, like I said, he's not gonna be intimidated. Neither are the guys on his team. And obviously, Craig is not playing well. I think I think that that's one that I would go with. Um. And the second one that I like, um, I'm going to go with Winter over Nova. Um, I think this this is a game. This, this is a game that you know. I, obviously, we know your pedigree. Nova has obviously they've won two national titles in the last four years. Really, really the last three tournaments. We didn't have a tournament last year. Um, but Winter a team man, they're 23 and one. Uh, they have They've only lost one game all year. Obviously, they're out of the Big South. They haven't really played you know anybody this year. Obviously, their most impressive win, in my opinion, would probably be. You know, that that drubbing of Furman. They beat Furman 87 to 71. You know how much I loved Furman all year. Surprises that they, they didn't end up coming out of the SOCON. They also beat UNCG, who ended up winning the SOCON, beat UNCG 75 to 67. You know, So a, they did have two you know pretty good wins earlier on in the year. But, you know, obviously their team, you know, can, can score a bunch of points in a hurry. Chandler Volgern is a star. You're going to people are going to people going to find a lot about him. Um, in his first round of the matchup when they play Villanova, you know, he's averaging about twelve points, seven assists, seven rebounds. He's about six seven um one steal a game. Um, you know, he, he's a guy that can cause some mismatch problems. He can post up, he can shoot it, he can put it on the floor and he can pass. Then you also you have a arms. On oh, they're never teams that that's old man. Like, like I said like I said a little bit earlier with North Texas, um they they they're they're, they're, a, they're an old team, man. Um three of their three of their top four scorers our um, juniors and seniors, um, so they're going to have some guys that are that are not scared of the moment. Man, they're they're old. They've won. Um, they obviously won the Big South last year and didn't get playing the tournament. So they're playing with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. Um, so I'm going to go with Winthrop over Nova over in that in that 12-5 matchup. Now, um, yeah, that, I mean, obviously, was a is was a great team. But I think these are the two that are most likely to happen. Um, I, like I said I don't think Georgetown is going to beat Colorado, and I don't think Oregon State is beating is beating uh, Tennessee. So those are the over 12-5s. Obviously, both Georgetown and Oregon State were teams that kind of, you know, I, I, I think that a little lucky, man. You know, in a COVID year, no fans. You got a good draw in the conference tournament. You know, they're here in the Marshalls. Not taking anything away from them, but I don't think that they're going any, any further than this first round. So, I'm going to wind up over Nova, and I'm going with UC Santa Barbara over um, Creighton. Hmm. Well, I'm glad because Joe is going to prove you wrong. Um, they're going to advance in this tournament. They're going to show you why they're the Big East champions and why they didn't have a lucky draw. They just overcame the team who was in front of them, and they're going to overcome Colorado in this first round. I'm calling that, now. And don't be surprised if they make it all the way to the Sweet 16, man. Um, I will say that when it comes to this Winthrop and Nova matchup, I think that I like Winthrop, and they're a great team. And I would pick that. I think it, it's trendy to pick them because Villanova didn't have Colin Gillespie and it's like, oh, 12-5. The only thing that's hindering them, I think, is that Villanova, um, when you think we talk about their, their win players, and you talk about obviously Chandler Voljan being, you know, there for winter. Um, I mean, I think Jermaine Samuels is, is a guy that can provide a lot of problems uh, for for Volgir because he's athletic, he has great length, he's strong, he can move. Um Villanova switches, I think at the end of the day, Villanova still has the Big East player of the year on their roster, uh, in Jeremiah Robinson Earl, who's another guy who can do it from inside and out, can shoot the three, um, can can kill you on the inside, can rebound, can do a lot of things. So, um, I think he's a guy that can that can you know um, kind of have some you know give some 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 problems. So, I think it's a trendy pick, but um, I wouldn't I wouldn't count out Villanova right now because obviously we you know that, that the pedigree that they have in March, um, but. That's why they play the games. I guess we will have to see, um, you know, but a 13 seed has defeated a number four seed in 25 of 35 total brackets. Um, if what is to happen, which one would it be? See, this is one, you know, obviously we talked, we talked about about both of these teams um, earlier. So, you know, the one that I'm going to go with is, um, is well, hey, I, I, I'll, I'll even. Well, I, I, I'll, I'll give you one because yeah, I'm sure you'll probably talk about the other one. Um, so, 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 so I'll go North Texas over Purdue. Like I said, I, I talked about them earlier out of Conference USA a little bit. Um, like I said, man, that they're they're an old team. I, I like their matchup, man. Purdue's a team that I watched all year in the Big Ten, and they, like I said, they're a good team, but something about them, I I, 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 I just don't, I just don't really buy it, man. I mean, I know, obviously, they're they, they, they came in. Um, fourth place in, in the Big Ten, but obviously they're not better than Michigan, Iowa, Illinois, or Ohio State. Um, they're a team. They're a team that you know has some size there. They always, you know, they've always, they've always got some bigs down there that, that can give you, uh, that can give you some issues, man. But like I said, North Texas has size, man. Tracey Young Williams, um, you know, I, I, I think he's he's a great player, but I just really like the way that North Texas has been playing. Like I said, they're an old team, man. And something about this Purdue team, I, I, I just I, I just don't trust, man. So. I, mean, I think the one I'm going to go with North Texas over, over Purdue. Yeah, for sure, man. I think the the second one I assumed you were going to talk about would probably be the Ohio over Virginia one. Um, you know, we talked about that one earlier. So um, I think that, like I said, you know, with, with the COVID pauses that Virginia has gone through, and then with Jason Preston and uh, Ohio, I think that that is another 13-4 upset that you can almost pretty much book. Yeah, not for sure. I mean, I really like Ohio, obviously they got five guys scoring in double figures. They can put up points in a hurry. Um, they're they're gonna be a fun team, man. I think I think I think you no know, leaning into my next question, they're a team that has that is a chance to really advance in this tournament, man. So without further ado, man, um, there's been at least one double digit sheed that has advanced to the three sixteen in each of the last twelve years. So who this year is most likely to do so? I mean, I think when it comes to sweet, to sweet 16, I'm going to have to go back to, to UC Santa Barbara. Um, I think that part of this is because of their, their, their talent, and I think another part of it is their draw. When you look at the bracket um, that they're in, you know, we both have Ohio upset in Virginia, and then we both, we, most of us have UC Santa Barbara upset in Creighton, which would mean that they're going to see each other in the second round. So, um, you know, by default, you know, you have a two mid-majors, two GCS in Ohio, and UC Santa Barbara um, – and I think, I think when you when it comes to I think obviously either of those teams, you know, I've one of those two had to advance. Um, you know, Jason, I think you can make a case for either team. Um, the only reason why I think I would go with Santa Barbara is because I think that when when you look at how well they've been playing as of late, like I mentioned, they they had thirteen game win streak earlier um, in the season. Um, you know, dropped one game and then you know they 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 obviously finished strong, won the conference tournament. They've won eighteen out of their last nineteen games. You know, they're just they're hot. They're playing the best basketball of the year right now, and um, I, I think that that bodes well, man. Um, you know, in in this NCAA tournament, so I think that I would have to go with UC, UC Santa Barbara. Um, but I think Ohio obviously has a has a great chance as well. You know, with Jason Preston, yeah, for sure. Let um, I me. Mean, I would go with with Ohio if I had to pick one. Um, but, you know, I, I obviously Ohio would that draw. You know, first round UBA, second round probably going to be UC Santa Barbara or Creighton. You know, I, I like their chances over over both of those you know teams. Um, and obviously they, have, they have, I think they, they they might have the best player on the floor in all those games. In Jason Preston, I mean, obviously I think Marcus like, Derrick would have something to say about that if they were to see Creighton uh, in, in that second round. Um, but, I mean, other than that, I man, I think I think Jason Preston is one of the best players in this tournament, man. So, I think he's going to have a lot to say about that. One, another underrated team that they can make a run, I, I talked about them, is, is North Texas, man. I mean, obviously, they're going to play Purdue. And then they're going to get either one to Branova in that next round. So, I think North Texas has a, has a great shot just because of their draw. You know, I think, you know, a lot of times in March, it's not necessarily about how good of a team you are. You know, it's just how, what, what's your seed and what's your draw. You know, you look at a team like St. Bobby's who won the eight ten. They're playing LSU their first game in, in, in an 8-9 game, you know, and then they're going to get a one seed in probably Michigan the next game. So, you know, their draw is just brutal. But I think I think their team, if they had gotten a better draw, yeah, they probably could have gotten to the 316. But I think it's just going to be tough sledding for them, um, you know, just, just, because of their, just simply because, you know, they're a good team. And the committee respected them and they gave them a good seed. So, similarly, I'm going to give some love to our Quinnipiac women's basketball program. After our sophomore year at Quinnipiac, they were able to make it to the 316 next year. Uh, they got a nine seed, you know, and they 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 won their first game again, and then you were met by the UConn Huskies, so that, that's where that ended for them. But you know, talented team, they probably could have went to another Sweet Sixteen, maybe even an Elite Eight. But that the draw means a lot in March. Um, I think because of North Texas' draw, potentially seeing Purdue and then um, either Winthrop or a high Villanova team, you know, then I think I think they could potentially make make a Sweet Sixteen. So you know, I'm 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 gonna go with with North Texas uh, on this one, man. For sure, I think that's actually a perfect segue uh, into our, our last question, which is, um, you know, which which mid major team uh, do we think is most likely to reach a final four? And um, I mean, I I had North Texas, you know, for for my um, you know for my pick, and that one again, I think it's it's really just because of of the, of the draw that that they, that they received. receive. If you look at their path, you know, they're going to see Purdue. You know, we a lot of them pick them, obviously picking them to beat Purdue. Then they would see either Winthrop or Villanova. Um, you know, so let's say when the pool's upset off, I think North Texas would advance there. Even if it was over, I think no Texas is a team that could present a problem for, for Villanova, like we mentioned, just because they're an older team. Um, me personally, I actually had Baylor getting upset by Wisconsin. So, I mean, I think that North Texas could end up seeing Wisconsin in the Sweet 16. Um, or even if they do see a Baylor team in that Sweet 16, um, Baylor is obviously a team that hasn't already been playing great off of COVID pause that they just lost in a Big 12 tournament. To Oklahoma State, the first game of a COVID pause. They almost lost to Iowa State. Um, this, I think they haven't been the, the same team after that pause. So uh, I think that, that they could advance, um, you know, past past um, Baylor. Then they see Arkansas team, who Arkansas or Ohio State, you know who you know. I think depending on what what team you get that night, um, Arkansas isn't really a great defensive team. They put up a lot of points, you know, but um, I don't think that. They're a team that No Texas cannot beat. Uh, that will be the Elite Eight matchup, and then boom, you're in the Final Four. You know, so I think that your your path, their path is favorable. You're not seeing they're not have to meet Gonzaga. They're not seeing Illinois. I think a lot of the teams that that, that they might see are teams that are very, you know. Um, I think it's a high chance that some of these teams get upset. I think it's a high chance that Baylor could lose to Wisconsin, and they might, have, you know, they could see Wisconsin, which is a much more more favorable matchup. If they get past Purdue, it's a chance that Villanova could, could get upset. You know, that's another team that you might not have to deal with. And then depending on what happens on the other side of the bracket, you know, we'll see. Even like even a team like Virginia Tech, right? Like Virginia Tech is a team that they they're very methodical, right? They 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 pass the ball around a lot. Um, they defend. So, like, I don't think anybody would be surprised if they put up an upset and beat Ohio State, right? So, then imagine if they can advance and maybe North Texas meets Virginia Tech. You know, like that's a game North Texas can absolutely win. You know, so um, I think that, that that they are a team that can make a Final Four run. And I'll let you give us uh, another major that, that can make a Final Four run. And then my pick is going to be San Diego State. Um, and we talked a lot about them, you know, this year on this podcast. Man, I, I said they are an elite – elite defensive team man i mean the way that, that these guys defend they're 10th right now in the country in defensive efficiency um per Palm, and they're giving up about 89 points per 100 possessions so that's not per game that's per 100 possessions so every 100 possessions um they're giving up about 89 points which is good for about 10th in the country man um and obviously you know they, they won the mountain west regular season and conference tournament championship man um and they're, 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 they're really good man um I love you know Matt Mitchell you know the, the, the team that can also you know sometimes they struggle to shoot but when they make shots man they are extremely extremely hard to beat because defense as we know travels um, and and this team is, is one um, you know that that is going to pose some problems for teams um, if they can if they can make shots man a big part of it's going to be Terrell Gomez um you need to see five eight you know a senior guard um, but he, he has an absolute clip um, this year he's shooting 41 percent shooting from the three point line. Um, this season, man, so elite, elite shooter, and then a part of it is their draw as well, man, they're going to see Syracuse in the first round I think Syracuse is a team, you know, with that 2-3 zone, that could impose them that could, that could, that could you know, give, give, give them some problems, man, but um, then you'd see, best case scenario, you know barring any upset, you'd see West Virginia Houston, and then Illinois, um, obviously Houston is a team that, like I said, um, sometimes they struggle to score, so that, that's going to be an absolute rock fight, two great defensive teams first to 50 in that one Uh, would would, would probably win. Um, But, you know, if if Houston gets upset by Cleveland State or they chip up along the way, and you don't know who you're going to see, then obviously Illinois would be tough for them. Um, But I think, you know, because of the way way, way that they defend, um, you know, they have some size um, down low. So I I think they'd be able to neutralize Kofi Coburn. I think are not going to stop him, but, you know, just just neutralize him to the point that he's not wreaking havoc like he does on on all these other teams, you know, um, obviously they got you know J- Joshua Tamayic you know he's the guy that was at Maryland and obviously they don't have any this year but now he's at San Diego State anchoring their defense you know 6'9", 230 pounds senior man um, San Diego State like I said you know I think, I think I think they'd be able to match up pretty well with Illinois because of the way that, the way that, that, that they defend Um, so I think that San Diego State because of their draw um, is going to be a team that could potentially you know make it run into the Final Four Yeah I mean it's crazy man to you know Troy Gomez he was a kid that was at um, Cal State Northridge, man, and you know, grad for San Diego State, he was getting 20 points per game in the last two years at Cal State Northridge, you know. So, I see, I'm glad to see he's you know, back, um, you know, shooting the ball really well. I think, um, he definitely is going to be an X factor for San Diego State. He's only, he's only averaging about nine points per game this year, uh, you know, down from, from 20, but I think he's a guy that can get hot quick, you know, and can put a lot of points quick. He's an older guy, so, um. I think that you know, San Diego State definitely is a trendy pick, um, you know, to to make a run, man. You know, I don't know if we'll, if we'll see him in Major at the bottom, but hopefully we do. Um, but I think that that's definitely a great pick, man. Um, I want to give another upset that we didn't really talk about, um, and that is going to be Eastern Washington over Kansas uh, in a 14-3. Uh, I don't think we mentioned any, any 14-3 upsets um, thus far, but um, I'm not going to pester that one in by any means, just because you know Kansas is uh, you know it's, they're, they're they're a great team, um, but obviously they're without Jalen Wilson. Um, he, he's not going to play in this first round uh, due to the the, the due to, uh, COVID protocols. Obviously, we you know Kansas had to bow out of the Big Twelve tournament, um, similar to to Virginia. So um, another team, man, these COVID issues are mean, you know. So when you have players who have to sit out, and you you know you they've obviously had a, a late arrival. To the tournament as well. Um, I think that Eastern Washington is a team that could potentially take take advantage of that man. And you know, I think if if it's gonna be another one of those situations where it's like, all right, you know, if Eastern Washington beats Kansas, then let's say maybe you know Drake beats USC, which is which is very possible, then you could have Drake or Eastern Washington advancing there to the Sweet Sixteen, where they could potentially see Iowa. You know, and Iowa is a team that is is, is is a great team. You know, don't get me wrong. They, they obviously know Luke Garza is going to be National Player of the Year this year. You know, but you know, Drake over Iowa. I, mean, I don't think that's too surprising. You know, um, even Eastern Washington, Eastern Washington over Iowa. I I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, or maybe even if Oregon beats Iowa, like I think that those are another. That, that's another team. You know, in in Drake. Obviously, we know that they've dealt with some uh, injuries, but. You know they, they were able to come back last night um, at the trailing Wichita State for the majority of that game. I think that, that, that they're a team that could make a deep run in the tournament. Obviously, know that they, they they got their back the best player back in the lineup, even though he's still recovering. He's not really himself. Um, you know once you once you get a win, man. I mean, you can kind of get rolling. Obviously, they they're one of the last undefeated teams this year, so let's not write them off just yet. Um, And Eastern Washington too, you know, just keep keep your eye on those two teams, Eastern Washington and Drake, because I think if Eastern Washington can can, can get past Kansas, then they could also have a chance to to make a run in this tournament. No, for sure, man. Eastern Washington is a, is a, is a, is a team that, that kind of. I, I was eyeing that Eastern Washington Kansas game as well, um, and, and I ended up taking it. You know, I was like, you know what, COVID, you know, we, we not, not having Jalen Wilson for Kansas, and Eastern Washington is a team that could put up points in a hurry. They got five guys that are averaging double figures. Um, they shoot the ball extremely well. So I think that their team. You know, when, when you shoot the ball well, um, and then when you when you um, when you have some some seniors, some old guys, you know, they shoot as a team. They're shooting thirty five percent. From the three point line, you know, but in their top five, they got three guys that are shooting 36, 38, and thirty eight percent from three. So yeah, they they got they got some guys that can make shots. Um, and they're old. Um, so I mean, obviously, and then with a shorthanded handed Kansas team, man, you know, I, I do I do like that pick, man. I feel bad we ain't even talking about Drake, man. I've said this about Drake all year. I don't know how they win games, but they always find a way to win, man. I mean, they they they. they that game last night for about 35 minutes um and then they ended up in, in, in the lead you know, Somehow, on the fourth timeout they're up one and you're like, oh, here we go they're doing it again um and it's a team like i said man they, they simply find ways to win and, and i would not be surprised in the slightest bit um if they if they beat usc um and get to the round of 32 man i, I definitely think that is, that is more than plausible um for them to do man so I'm excited, man. This 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 tournament is going to be madness. The season was madness. The conference tournaments were madness all across the mid-major landscape. And the NCAA tournament is going to be no different. Like we said yesterday, yesterday, last night, all those games were absolutely amazing. And I hope that today um, the games can live up to that standard, man. So I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm looking forward to hope you guys. You know, you know kick your feet up get your chips and dip you know and, and sit up on the couch you know and, and watch the great the great games this weekend man it's gonna be Friday Saturday and Sunday first and second round action man so I'm excited man for sure man this is the best time of the year you know, NCAA tournament you know um, is always, you know, one of, the, one of the best times. Obviously, I think we really get to appreciate it this time around because of COVID last year and not having an NCAA tournament. We're not having any sports at all around around this time last year. Um, there was no NBA going on, no no NCAA tournament. It was just nothing at all. So just to have sports this year, um, this time around, man, I NBA is back, NCAA is back. You know, baseball is getting ready to start up. I mean, we're, we're in a great, a great time period, man. So make sure you guys um, are, you know, getting comfortable, man, shooting this episode, um, get your picks in, you know, get your trending picks ain't. Get your if you haven't gotten your bracket in, make sure you do that. Uh, make sure you're liking, subscribing, sharing this podcast. If you got any friends, man, that are looking for some picks, make sure you get this podcast to them, share it, and then you'll be able to say, you know, I told you so. You know, If you hear this podcast, you get some picks, you'll be able to say, I told you so to, to, to the folks make you feel smart around this NCAA tournament time. For sure, man. So that's going to do it. For another episode of The Auto Bid, as always, we're going to let my guy pull up Tay, take us out with some music. Make sure you guys watch them games, man. We'll have another episode of The Auto Bid next week. Until then, the that's all, folks. Take your best shot. I'm going to take the last shot. I'm
1: joining the clock, boy. You beating on me. I can tell. It's time to get a check, boy. Check, boy. You on the sideline. You ain't made the headlines. Now it's time to reject, boy. You beating on me. I can tell. What's the topic of discussion? What we talking about? Best shot. I'ma take the last shot. I'm drawing in the clutch, boy.